And welcome back, dear, sweet, beautiful listener. Welcome back to Media Majors. The only podcast where media is the real star. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's been a long day. This is a podcast where me, Tom Lockney. Um, And me, Liam Sr. Try to one-up each other with stories from our respective fields of interest. I like games and internet And I like movies and TV and uh, show-stopping musical numbers. I don't know. (laughs) It's at night when we're recording this, so we're both a little loopy. And Liam, I believe you have the first story this this I fine do. evening. Uh, so we're gonna start in April 1970. The National Lampoon was started by Harvard graduates and alumni Doug Kenny, Henry Beard, and Robert Hoffman. Uh, the National Lampoon. I mean, like, do I even need to explain what it is? They're the people who made Zoolander, right? They're the people who so made Zoolander. So the National Lampoon is the Har- it was the <laughs> Harvard uh, college comedy newspaper, and it all the people who worked on it originally went on to do Saturday Night Live. A lot of Simpsons writers have come from uh, the Lampoon. Conan O'Brien wrote for the Lampoon, and it's where National Lampoon is where all that stuff comes from. Animal House, class vacation, all that stuff. Uh, so it has a lot of alumni. And one of the alumni is a guy named Todd Carroll. He's going to be kind of this main subject of our, of our story today. The thing is, is that there's not a ton known about Todd Carroll. He is a screenwriter. He's an American screenwriter. He was a former writer of The Lampoon. And he made the movies Clean and Sober, a 1988 drama uh, that he wrote that starred Michael Keaton. Uh, he did O.C. and Stiggs which is a Robert Altman movie, movies that I've never heard of, and National, National Lampoon's Movie Madness, which, um, again... It was like Reefer Madness, but all about the evils of American <laughs> cinema. Kind of. It's actually like, I think it was just making fun of like soap operas, oh, personal growth films, soap operas, and police stories. And he was one of the writers on that. But he's also one of the only people to write a cursed screenplay. Ooh. A cursed like screenplay. In 1963, a guy named Mordecai Rickler wrote The Incomparable Atuk, which is about a Canadian Inuit who goes to Toronto and adopts the greed and pretensions of the big city. And it's like a fish-out-of-water story. Mordecai Rickler, the guy who wrote it, was like a Quebec-Canadian writer. He was a very satirical writer. Uh, he was Yiddish. So kind of like a fun guy. So it was like a fun... It's a funny book. It's kind of like... Vonnegut-y and a little bit like um, uh, Confederacy of Dunces. I'm I'm glad you remember that because I was not going to. John, well, he, it's it's this book, a very funny book a guy wrote, and then he killed himself after the, he finished the manuscript, and then his mom found it and got it sold, and it's considered one of the funniest books, but the guy only wrote one. So let's look at Todd Carroll's IMDb because Todd Carroll wrote the screenplay for a Took. That's the only. One of the only things on his IMDb page. The movies I mentioned, and then the trivia is that he wrote a Took. So what happened with a Took? Well, 
What did happen? So in the mid 80s and the early 90s, Todd Carroll wrote the script, but the movie would never go to be made. It was in fact considered so deadly that they were too freaked out to keep trying to make it. Are we talking, is this like the Hope Diamond of scripts? Like A little whoever bit. owns it? Well, listen Ooh. to this. So the first person who was casted was John Belushi. John Belushi, for okay. a lot of people who don't know, John Belushi, one of the Harvard Lampoon originals, one of the first cast members on Saturday Night Live, and was considered to be maybe the greatest cast member of Saturday Night Live. He is a all-star comedian, this larger-than-life figure who was able to throw himself into these characters, and he also had a terrible drug addiction, really bad drug problems, and he died six months after reading the script at the Chateau Mar uh, Marmont after being injected with a speedball, which is a mixture of cocaine and heroin. Fun stuff. He was offered the role in 82, so it was less than three months later. Damn. Damn. So, John Belushi dies. Who do we come to next? In 1986, the project came back to the surface, and popular stand-up comedian Sam Kinison was offered the part, and he accepted, and production was scheduled. Sam Kinison uh, was a very successful comedian in the early 90s. He was part of the big comedy boom of the 80s. He was a formal Pentecostal preacher, so he was a very intense comedian. He yelled a lot, and he was very angry, and that he was like kind of the first angry comedian. Okay. Kinison even filmed a scene from the movie, uh, but he wasn't super happy with it, and he would like that parts of the script would be rewritten so that he could feel more comfortable with the character. They immediately talk about negotiations. Keep Kinnison on for the movie. Okay. Well, I don't know if you know a lot about Sam Kinnison. I don't, I don't, but I'm going to guess. Two months after they decided to do the movie again, Kinnison died at the age of 38 when, a, when his white uh, 89 Pontiac Trans Am was struck head on by a pickup truck. A 17-year-old oh guy God. was who had been drinking. He was killed by a drunk oh, driver. Fuck. Sam is, uh, Kinnison was the only person to die in the car accident. Uh, everyone else in the incident was completely fine. Wow. This is like some Final Destination shit. Right? So, 1994, the project was resurfaced again, and they signed on actor, personal hero of mine, one of my favorite comedic heroes, John Candy. I was... No fucking way. John Candy was the next person to accept the role of a Tuck. Uh, John Candy is a Canadian comedian and actor. He is mainly known for Uncle Buck and Spaceballs, which he gives incredible performance in. But he was in Stripes, Splash, Cool Runnings, The Great Outdoors. He was even JFK and Only the, Only the Lonely. Like, he was even a dramatic actor. He was Everyone loved John Candy. He was amazing. He was also, the reason I brought up the John Kennedy Tool novel, I called it John F. Kennedy Tool, um, <laughs> John F. Tool Kennedy, the Confederacy of Dunces, was he was actually going to play the main character in the adaption of that movie. He was also going to play, and we'll talk, and uh, future media major story, Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle, uh, in a, a role about his life. I won't ta talk why, but um, it'll be great. Looking forward to it. He was supposed to be in another John Hughes movie. He had all these movies lined up, and unfortunately, one of them was The Flintstones. <laughs> he was oh, gonna he God. was gonna play Fred. He was his all it was his all time favorite cartoon, and he was very excited for the role. Unfortunately, one of the other movies that he that he was gonna be casted in was, of course, The Incomparable Atuck. And we have seen how that ends for everybody involved. 
Is it just is it just stars who die well, because of this? We're gonna get into it on the next oh, one. Okay. So John Candy died of a heart attack again months after signing on, less than two months after signing on to the project. Candy and Belushi died in March. Kinison died in April. The years that the project were would be reannounced. Several months after his death, Michael O'Donoghue died. Michael O'Donoghue was one of the original Saturday Night Live writers and was very close with Belushi and Kinison who also had died. Okay. So so we've got a we've got a script in a pile of bodies. Maybe they should make a horror movie like Oculus, that that stupid horror movie about a cursed mirror that kills people. They should make a movie like that but about this script. You know what's funny is Oculus isn't very good, but the other movies that guy directed are awesome. Which I I remember He did a little his... movie that you recommended to me called Hush. Oh, fuck, that's right. God damn. Yeah. Well, I guess it makes sense to go from Oculus to Hush, because Oculus came out first, right? Yes. You know what he's doing next? What is he doing next? After Hush, he got tapped to, um, he's going to reboot the Halloween franchise. I see that influence in Hush, yeah. Dude, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So in 1997, the incomparable Atuk was resurrected yet again for the final time. Okay. Well, thank God it keeps killing all these beloved people. Chris Farley was casted. Fuck off. Following, oh yeah. Oh my God. See, this has been this has been a series of moments where I'm like holding back on jokes about like dead comedians, dead beloved comedians, because if if I'm wrong, then I've just made light of a, of a dead idol and i have no interest in doing that but i keep i keep being right in my head uh so chris farley for those of you who don't know was one of one of the maybe the second or third greatest person to come out of second city the first being bill murray and the second to probably be uh john belushi he was i mean do i even have to say it john belushi is the comedian's comedian's snl hero but chris farley is everybody's snl hero i mean he was yeah. Saturday Night Live. The, the the in a van down by a river sketch. That's that's who he was. That was written by Bob Odenkirk. Fun yeah, fact. I learned about him from my fucking parents. Yeah, like, that's how big he People was. People loved Chris Farley. So unfortunately, in 1997, <sighs> there's a visible decline in Chris Farley's health. Horse voice and flesh skin were the subject of public scrutiny. He left SNL after that, and he'd been in treatment for obesity and uh, drug abuse. And then in December 18th, 1997, so the first person to actually be killed in the middle, in the end of the year, he overdosed on cocaine and morphine. And he oh, died man. And he died on December 18th, 1997. He's only 33 years old. That's so tragic. I've seen the photos of that, and it's just like the saddest thing. He was 33. John Candy, 43. Sam Kinison, 38. John Belushi, 33. If your age has got a three in it, like don't touch this shit. That is some that is some spooky Lovecraft ass shit. Like reading this this thing and then it just kills you. Now at Farley's funeral was good friend Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman is I consider Phil Hartman to be the greatest person to ever come out of SNL. Phil Hartman is one of the yeah. funniest people ever. Now, Phil Hartman was a good friend of Chris Farley. They actually left SNL at the same time together. It's one of my favorite SNL scenes because it's Chris Farley, mm -hmm. like, crying, and Phil Hartman with his arm around him. They're both sitting on the stage, and Phil Hartman's like, hey, it's going to be okay. And then, like, thanking everyone for, for it. And it's an incredibly sweet moment. That's beautiful, yeah. And now Phil Hartman was, uh, read the Atuk script. 
because Chris Farley was like, there's a role oh, in here God, I no. think he'd be great for. Five months after Farley's death, uh, Phil Hartman's wife took a speedball and shot him in the head with a shotgun. What the fuck? This script needs to be burned. We need to get rid of it. We need to, we need to get rid of it. That is unbelievable. Can you fucking believe it? Unfucking believe. This thing is malicious. Now Phil Hartman was forty nine. But okay, so I guess my three. Your but what? It, uh, Tom, what is the number nine? It's three times three. Three threes. Fuck. Oh shit. Half Life Three confirmed. <laughs> and I think people will actually you uh, to br- tie it all together to the Harvard Lampoon. Phil Hartman played Troy McClure on The Simpsons. That was him. Uh, oh. But yeah, he oh he died when his wife, who had been in the hospital and they had been arguing, she was intoxicated, taking a bunch... Okay, she didn't do a speedball. Sorry. She used to, though, and she was drinking and doing cocaine. She was going to commit suicide, but then decided to shoot her husband and then try to commit suicide after. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. After, after Farley and Hartman, the script it could not be moved forward with. And Good. there is no attempt on making it again. So Good. you're welcome, Bobby Moynihan. You're <laughs> welcome, Adam Pally. You're welcome, Melissa McCarthy. Jesus fucking Christ. That's so yeah, it was a, that's a little less structured than I no- normally do. Uh, I, I was kind of busy this week, so I didn't have time to write everything up. But it's one of my one of the interesting stories because it's just it's such a weird coincidence that like that's four spooky. under fifty super popular comedic actors all fat like all big guys except for phil hartman most of them by either freak accidents or drugs and alcohol which technically yeah. is a freak accident i mean getting getting shot by your fucking wife by with a shotgun to the head like, also this geez. is maybe the funniest episode we've done yet oh it's gonna get better <laughs> so, so that's my story um so yeah avoid the incomparable attack if someone brings don't you that screenplay script. don't read it don't read it. Put it in a box in the ocean. Put it in the in the, what's that trench that's so deep and dark? The Marianas Trench. There? Put it in the Marianas Trench. Light I'm gonna double check that right now. With phosphorus, with phosphorus, with magnesium, whatever they use for like flashbang. Yes, the Marianas throw it Trench. In the fucking ocean. It's the deepest part of the world and a punk rock punk emo band from Vancouver. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. That that makes sense. Oh, also, oh. I, I'd like to apologize to listeners. I got an air conditioning installed in my apartment, and unfortunately, it means the above air conditioning that drips all the time is now constantly tapping onto my air conditioning. So it's just <laughs> like tap, 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 tap. Uh, but yeah, so that's I took the incomparable. Uh, R.I.P. Belushi, Kennison, Candy, O'Donohue, Farley, yeah. and Hartman. Gone but not forgotten. Oh my god, Tom, six people died. What's six divided by two? fuck off because okay wh- six people died two of them didn't uh didn't read for the role what's six divided by two motherfucker three it's all threes man if it gets three more sacrifices it it will subsume the world just like that new uh ring movie that's gonna be garbage you mean rings rings how yes. do we show that it's a new ring movie well we make it a plural obviously obvious i think we should just say uh to griffin mcelroy we're both sorry for totally like stealing the way you speak <laughs> it, dude, like it's... to the mcelroy brothers i'm so sorry but i've listened to you guys so much that it's just how i talk it to is... tom it's like i'm a mcelroy brother 
it is seeped into my bones and my blood and my body. I say Hachimachi all the time. I've never even watched. I watched an episode of The Critic and I, I made it like halfway through and I was like, I can't watch this shit anymore. Yeah, John Lovitz. He should have read for the comparable it took <laughs> instead of Farley. Who can we who can we give this script to so that way we can just kill them? Uh Hugh Grant for one, although he doesn't yes, fit the role. Hugh Grant. Um, longtime enemy. Longtime enemy. Earlier incarnations of this podcast, uh, uh it was originally going to be me trying to kill Hugh Grant. <laughs> yes, divide, devising the perfect murder of Hugh Grant. Ah. It would be the perfect murder if you just give him the script because mm-hmm. then there's no blood on your hands unless the script compels you to shoot him with a shotgun. All right, you want to hear my story? Yeah. Uh, so I've been talking about games for the past couple weeks, but also I like internet stuff. So I figured this week I'd hit you with something from internet. Oh, what are we talking about? We are talking about the Steven Universe fandom. Yes, a fandom. Oh, fantastic. Specifically the incident with a fan artist. The recent incident that happened. Oh, well, which which recent incident? Oh. As you will As you will soon see, these guys are... They they possess a rage that knows no bounds. Dude, I am so excited. But can I first say, promise me right here, promise me, you will one day do a Sonic fandom episode. Oh my god, you have no idea. So you're familiar with the television program Steven Universe, I, yes? I am, but just in case people aren't, uh, Steven Universe is part of cartoon, just so we can, a little bit of my background. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, Adventure Time came out like seven years ago, seven or eight years ago now. And Adventure Time yeah, was yeah. the first show that Cartoon Network, uh, it kind of started this new revolution of emotionally mature cartoons, I think would be the best way to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like Adventure Time. Reg- adult themes. Mature themes. Mature themes, themes yeah. but still for kids. Very different from yeah. the Adult Swim. That's the that's the really important distinction, is that like yeah. the difference between an Adult Swim cartoon and a later day good Cartoon Network tar- cartoon is emotional maturity. It's the vein. Yeah. Very, very queer friendly, very LGBT friendly, um, and like very vocal fan bases. Yeah, the, the premise is that this kid named Steven is being raised by these humanoid gem aliens. They're all female, and they, they have like lots of... The reason that people love this show, or that's not the only reason, but the reason it's praised a lot is because it's very diverse, lots of different body types. Also, there's sort of... Even though uh, the show's creators have been very clear that the gems have no race or gender, they're uh, they're coded as such, so that way they have sort of stereotypical, but not in offensive ways. Like they have they have appearances and traits and sort of qualities that, that are people more associate. feminine than other characters you see in a TV they show. They are they are not just like straight white dudes. No, and and what's also cool is uh, uh, the gems go into this thing called oh, what's it called? Uh, fuse, fusion. fusion, which a lot of people see as coding for relationships, queer uh, relationships, specifically queer yes. relationships. And so people love this show. It's a good show. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has a very vocal fan base, however. Oh boy, a, a lot of. And and as I tell the story, I want to make clear, like I don't think that this is representative of the entire. Uh, Steven Universe audience. This is just the, the vocal part. The vocal, very toxic part. In every large group, the vocal there is a vocal part that is bad. Vampire Weekend yeah. fandom is just as it's like they have it. Uh, the, uh, the Republican uh, Party like lives off of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but but also just because something is small does not make it any less bad, as we've learned time and time again. Whoever has the megaphone tends to be the worst. It just sucks when that it happens to be from a thing you like. So the most recent example uh, that, that might be freshest in folks' minds is they bullied uh, a storyboard artist uh, who, who it works for the show. Her name is Lauren Zook. They bullied her off of Twitter. Uh, they, they crucified this woman for posting an image of two characters that people were shipping. Uh, I don't know how much I should explain here. Shipping in fandom is when uh, 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 fans want like two characters to be together, and so they'll write fanfic so about it in, or fan so art. So Joss Whedon created Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and this took shipping to where it is today because of Buffy and Angel and Willow and Xander. And essentially shipping can get really dicey because it brings us into this whole discussion of when is a show a creator's, when is it the audience's? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this, this I think, brings up issues of that. Uh, so See, they Tom, I knew it would, so I was planning a fun thematic foreshadow. <laughs> Hell yeah. But then, then so, so Lauren Zook posted this image of two characters kind of holding hands and looking at each other, but then they didn't end up getting together in the show, and so people got fucking crazy about that, bullied her off of Twitter, accused her of queer baiting the artist in question, is openly gay, which doesn't mean that they can't queer bait, but also, you It makes know, you go, what? Because people accused her of just not caring about gay people at all, and that is fucking Now, ludicrous. all she did was draw a picture of the characters with them holding hands, right? And then yes. the follow, like, the episode closest to that release. So, uh, all right, so for, just because this is what really fucking bothers me, is that, like, cartoons <laughs> take a fucking long time to make. They, like, here's, okay, basically, here's how a cartoon is made. I'm going to just nuts and bolts. Um, especially for Cartoon Network. Uh, for something like, for, for, for more traditional cartoons, they're script written. But for Cartoon Network, it's all storyboarded. After the storyboards are made, they make what's called an animatic. And an animatic is very choppy black and white animation that makes it easier for voice actors and directors to record and to, like, get the flow of the story. After that, it's sent to fucking Korea where, like, 8,000 people animate every fucking goddamn frame so it all yeah. flows together. And that takes... I mean, people record voices years in advance for animated movies and television. So, like, yeah. Steven Universe, while it's a short show and Cartoon Network has a ton of money, they're not made in a week. It's not like South Park, the only yeah, animated no, no. show, where they still ship it off to Korea to get it fully animated. Sorry, yeah. I'm very big into animation, so a lot of, lot of digression <laughs> of Liam's rants will be in this one. No, this is good, and I th this is a lot of preamble, but I think it's important for people to kind of get the proper context for what we're talking about. Agreed. Um, so they, the fandom has not always been terrible. The show's been around since, like, 2013. The earliest example I could find of people taking it too seriously and, and kind of not considering... Uh, others was this Keystone Motel incident. Season two, episode twelve is called the Keystone Motel. I don't. It was in Ju July twenty fifteen. I don't fucking know what the episode was about. Some hotel that was shitty. So fans mobbed this Keystone Motel online and gave it like hundreds of one star reviews, like joking about the plot of the episode. Oh my god! This is sort of the the type of of person that we're dealing with here, who's like think like haha, like isn't this fucking funny? 
Uh, no, man, like that's a business. And I also, Things... and it's also like these are adults. These are not the kid audience. Yeah, no, 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 these not are at all. Full-grown adults that are. And li- and listen, this is coming from someone who's super into television, and like you know, I do that stuff because it's fun within the universe of that show. I don't fucking take it into the real world like these monsters. Yeah. And also saying, oh, they're just kids is inaccurate and also not a helpful position when when shit like this happens so then things sort of escalate or have always been there but are start really kind of approaching ahead cosplayers start getting accused of being racist if they want to dress up as a gem that even though they have no official race uh people say well that character is black so if you're a white person you can't cosplay that there's a lot of brony hate like more so than is normal in the world there's a lot of brony hate like people sort of making these preemptive strikes like fuck the bronies they're not allowed here uh there's one post that i found saying that men are not allowed to like the show what the fuck so like this is this is the type of 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 fringe ideals that drive these people like okay i get it men are terrible and mras are maybe the worst type of person you could be yeah but at the same time that's so missing the point of the show oh yeah like the whole point of the show what do they think about the fucking main character steven universe you're gonna get so mad at this whole story uh, because we have not hit we're, we're just about to hit the meat can I make a quick joke before? Make a quick joke. So Do it. Add you mentioned Gravity Falls earlier, and I Gravity Falls is one of my all-time favorite shows. So awesome. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. You're going to be delighted. But the two main characters are a twin brother and sister. I have a younger sister, but we're like still really close in age. We identify with the characters, so we're like it totally gels with us. We wa- we started getting into it like the day it premiered we've like been watching since day one and i remember only two episodes had come out and i was like looking at pictures of it online and someone drew fucking fan art of the two twins making out of dipper and mabel kissing and i was like it's been on for two weeks (laughs) it's been on for a fortnight and you're like well i better just better gotta gotta draw this incest porn i need to do it now I need it incest now. Child porn. Incest. I gotta get it now. Hold oh, all man. my calls, Martha. Oh god. <laughs> the people huh? can reshelf the beans at Safeway themselves. I have more <laughs> important work to do. So in October of 2015, mere months after the Keystone Motel Incidente. <laughs> it's my favorite uh, Vincent Price movie. A fan artist who goes by the name of Zami 70 Oh, it's his Christian name. But Christian uh, has an X and a three in it. <laughs> uh, she's 19 years old. She makes fan art that often uh, erase bends and feature bends for uh, characters in a bunch of shows. Race bends? Race bending being like... Changing the like race people, of the character. Yeah, people who draw like Black Hermione and stuff like that. Um, okay, to be honest, though, even J.K. Rowling did Black Hermione, so, like... J.K. Rowling is... I am... I fucking hate her. She's I love J.K. Rowling hat. because she's obviously, like... Okay. She's so obviously pandering. Pandering like, at all, all these descriptions yes, 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 and yes. on the cover, and she had the control of the casting. She cast... 100%. Oh, just, don't lie to your fans to make them like you. Just someone who is, like, I'm gonna screw over a lot of millennials for their money because... I don't fucking care. I came up with this shit on the fly to like, cause I was living in a bench. 
Oh, I love her. Because she's J.K. fucking Rowling, the worst writer in the world. Yeah. This is going to be a lot of us railing against people, I can tell. Oh, I can't wait. So, so Zami erased Ben's and future Ben's a lot of characters, so she'll, she'll change, like, uh, their hair or, or just, like, th- their bodies in, in ways. She's a, she's a fan artist. More like a fartist. Just kidding. Uh, I love fan art. And the Steven Universe fandom becomes very unhappy with her. Oh, I'm on her side now. I thought she was going to be a culprit. I take back all the mean stuff I said. Zammy. No, no, no. I love what you're doing. I think race bending and feature bending are cool. Things get really, really rough for Zammy. Dude, what about, Um, what about like an all Chinese Looney Tunes? Just keep going. Just keep going. Just leave it (laughs) at the desk. Leave it at the desk. I couldn't. I couldn't. We think both. Of a way we both pictured it. We both pictured it and went, "Oh, that would be the worst thing to happen." <laughs> Specific drawing that she got in trouble for. Was it a drawing of Muhammad? Because that seems to be the thing that gets people's be- uh, bonnets and bees. She did multiple. Oh, oh wait! I just want to say, uh, I know I said that expression wrong. That was the point. Continue. <laughs> she she drew. She made multiple drawings of. Uh, character Rose Quartz, who is is kind of she's a tick girl, um, but she, Zami drew her skinnier, or not even in some of the images it's not even like that much skinnier. It's just not as vivacious, thick as 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 some <laughs> thick. Uh, a thi- some of these SU people. To quote Pete Holmes, I prefer a thicker milkshake, <laughs> so <clears throat> I do. Ain't nothing wrong with tick girls. Mm. They're beautiful. And they start to harass and bully this girl. And it's very it's very much the typical style of, of internet harassment. Lots of death and rape threats. All of this is under... Fuck you if you make rape threats. Like, death threats, fine. Whatever. But fuck you. Rape threats. Fuck fucking... you. We did uh, it, Tom. Two white men saved the world. Yeah, we saved women, Liam. Time to put up, my, put away my white armor for the day. <sighs> Isn't that right, Albus, Alistair, my white horse? <sighs> A- what did the word? Alabaster. That's what I wanted to Alabaster. say. Alabaster, king of the horses, or whatever the fuck. At the height of this, there's up to forty-two Tumblr blogs that are solely dedicated to trashing this. I girl. hate Tumblr. Again, I would like to remind everybody that she is nineteen years old. She's nineteen, and she drew someone slimmer. Yeah, she drew someone slimmer. She changed the races, which people do all the time. And it's it's fan art. It's fucking fan art. And it doesn't fucking matter because it's fucking fan for, art, For guys. a show where the creator said these characters have no race. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was that was the point. I, um, you can't change the race of a raceless character. So then um, she makes a Tumblr post, now deleted. Uh, and this is where things get heavy. Uh, quote: I'm going to go to. I'm going to sleep forever. Oh no, that's not that red. <laughs> wave this red flag. <laughs> Gotta wave it. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just super tired. This will be the last you hear from no. me. No. I'm going to be a piece. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No. And then her tumbler goes. In no. <laughs> Escape. <laughs> Tom, I'm typing you... everything I can think of, but nothing's <sighs> happening. Dude, I was like, I was like legit, like holding back tears while I was like reading ah! shit like this. Like this bums me out so much. 
Uh, and you would think that after seeing this post that people would go, hey, maybe we went too far. I swear to this, God, huh? if they start uncorking champagne bottles, literally people start celebrating the suicide. Come the fuck on a thousand times! This is all very easy to look up if you if you Google Steven Universe Zami. There's plenty of articles that cite these Tumblr posts celebrating uh, 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 this this suicide post. It's 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 fucking ghoulish. Yeah, it's fucking ghoulish. It's goulash. Fucking goddamn! I wanna I wanna choke these people with this empty plastic bottle of seltzer water that actually isn't empty yet. Ugh. Uh, then people from the show, who who uh, apparently are referred to as the Crewniverse, which I love. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> uh, the co-producer Ian Jones Quarterly tweets something out. Quarty uh, tweets something to the along the lines of, "Hey, let artists draw what they want." Uh, deletes the post because the backlash to that is so intense. Um, because people have not realized Because everyone's that a goddamn monster, and I want to fucking scream. Uh, uh, then he later puts out a revised statement. Quote, Fan artists can create whatever art they want, and everybody has the freedom to criticize it for any reason. However, bullying is not criticism. Bullying isn't fucking free speech. It's you being a bully. It's not criticism. There, you know what? If you want to have a discussion about fan art and race bending and and depicting characters as different races, like there are there are lines towards which you could cross. Where like if you drew like a black Hermione, but as like a stereotypical mammy character, like I could understand why you would be pissed off about that. There, there there's not like, yeah, yeah. You can't be like. Carte blanche Tom, stop me from art. doing a weird voice with Wingardium Leviosa because I'm I'm getting stop. God damn do it! Oh, God, I'm not Liam. I need you to swallow it. I need you to swallow it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need you. I need you to swallow the mammy. Is uh, that a new chance? And, and there's, ew, that's a gross. So then there's similar support uh, from the rest Come of swallow the mammy. There is similar. <laughs> there is similar backlash from the fans. People dig up Rebecca Sugar's not safe for work. Uh, Rebecca Sugar is the creator of Steven Universe. Yes. People dig up. They, they go in like a deep dive. They, they go on a, a internet flesh hunt and they find Rebecca Sugar's not safe for work fan art of guess what Cartoon Network show? Adventure Time. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No! She drew weird things of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Link in. No, I'm gonna click on it. <laughs> You're gonna click immediately. On it. Ed Ennity is one of my favorite shows. Oh God. And that's just one of them. Is that Ed and Eddie? Is that Double D and Eddie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. Double D, I These... get, but I never at once thought Eddie was gay. Asexual, so maybe. They... <laughs> Actually, Eddie was pretty much asexual. He really yeah. liked money. Uh, so people dig up this fan art and then start to, like, start a smear campaign against her. And by the way, again, like, I, I, I would like to remind people, these are fans of her television show doing this to her, the creator of this television but show. But she's a weirdo who drawn pictures of that. <laughs> Two teens fucking like a weirdo does, though. Oh. Rebecca, why? Becky, don't do this to me, Becky, with the good sugar. So then they start to... <laughs> 
correct. Nice. Thank you. Then they start to accuse her of being a pedophile. Because, like, because, like, she kind of might have done it, though. Like, she kind of drew that, dude. Oh, no. This is this is out of context. Oh, no. The one image I've sent you is a little bit out of context. It's clearly, like, a funny joke. Oh, I know. I'm just doing this it's, for the comedy. They look like good. they're adults. Yeah, they look like they're adults, even if they're underage. And the, and there's, like, there's like a narrative. There's a weird narrative. I don't like there's that. There's, like, a... There's like a whole weird narrative to this erotic fanfic. It's it's a whole thing. You can find it. I don't want to. Oh, I would highly recommend. It's difficult to I don't track know, down. Dude, after Sausage Party, I think I'm done with animated fucking. All right, fair enough. I will grant you that. <laughs> Thank you. So then Zami reappears. She is okay. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, she reappears on her Instagram. For her to come back alive, I had to look at that terrible Ed Ed Nettie thing. That paid yes, the price I wanted for her to life. bring us out of that very dark moment with a little bit of Woo. levity and and hot hot kid fucking. This is the best story I've ever heard. Involves double and, 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 double D and Eddie butt fucking each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's like beautiful passionate missionary too. There's a lot of love. Drawn They're there. butt fucking, but in the most beautiful way two men can butt fuck consensually. Yeah, in the most beautiful way those two could have butt. Weird mounds of flesh could have butt. Yeah, it's. Those ugly fuckers. Oh, Becky, sh- why Becky Shugs? God, I'm so glad I'm not her friend because I would have ruined our friendship with her nicknames for her. <laughs> so Zami reappears on her Instagram. Quote, tomorrow I have to go back to a new hospital for a few days now so they can monitor me for safety so I won't do anything dumb again. But for right now, I'm resting with Olive, who's her dog. It's been a long week. So she's okay. And then she posts this uh, incredibly powerful video updating people on on her status and, and condition. sort of, yeah, condition. It's, I, I would recommend watching it because it's kind of, I think, really necessary to this whole, experiencing this whole narrative. Update number one, October 29th, 2015-Suicide Talk. That's the title of the video on YouTube. Just I'll I'll we'll put a link in the in the tumblr. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch. She's like clearly like very exhausted and like super depressed. I mean, she did just like endure this like really horrible thing. But uh, and this is how I'm going to end the story. She has a particularly poignant quote that I really like. I don't want to be remembered as the girl who tried to kill herself because of bullying from a fandom. People say that people who commit suicide are weak. And if I've learned anything from this, it's that they're not weak at all. Wow, dark. Full disclosure, that that quote is pulled from the fusion story, but that quote is pulled from the fusion story because it's the best fucking part of that video. And this girl is awesome. She continues to make art. Her art blog on Tumblr is back up. Z-A-M-I-I-0-7-0.tumblr.com. We'll put a link in it. Yeah, show her some love, show her some support, because fuck, man. She bared the brunt of of fandom, of the one of the most vicious fandoms on the internet right now, and she came out on the other side. A really upper of an episode, Holy guys. Holy balls. Damn. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. This was a good episode. Yeah. Fuck. Fandom... 
fandom is so it's so powerful and it's so good and there are so many benefits and positives like there's so much beautiful shit and support that comes out of fandoms but then there is shit like this and there there has to be some sort of system to police this behavior but do you know what's funny do you know how many times i've i've said in conversation oh, I like them, I like so-and-so, I like such-and-such, I just really don't agree with the fan base. Like, for so many things. Yeah, for so and many things. And now Steven Universe. God damn Steven Universe fans. I know, Steven Universe is, like, one of the most beautiful, accepting shows on television today. Without question. And, and, and it is host to this... There is a tweet from Rebecca Sugar that I couldn't verify if it was real or not, but she basically said... Why do I have to have the worst fans? Yeah. I feel so bad for the people that work on that show. Yeah, dude. Because wow. there's a certain point where you just don't have any control. There's been a lot of really interesting writing on fandom recently. Get, I've been reading a lot about same it. Same here. I mean, look at, look at fucking, I mean, I know it's not fandom, but it's one of those things where it's like, come on. Uh, go, we don't need to say any more that's been said about Ghostbusters, but like, oh, come Christ. on. Ghostbusters. Um, there was similar like shipping shit with the uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh my TV god! Show. People, People are flipped furious. The fuck that out. those two aren't fucking. People really are upset that Sherlock and Watson aren't fucking. And yeah. to me, it one shows how we are way too over sexualized as a culture. Oh, agreed. Like it. It sounds silly and almost Midwestern mom to say, but but at the same time, it's like not all characters have to fuck well and that was something i liked about uh the latest season of bojack was there was that asexuality yeah todd todd and it was like this like very yeah it's really well done it's great like not everybody has to fuck each other over sexualized i think might be the wrong word because yeah although i think we i mean yeah do have issues with sexualization yes well it's it's because we're a puritan country that like it has now too much got too much freedom too much quickly too slowly but too quickly like like does that it's make a weird sense? rubber band it's, it's it's like it's like rubber it's like mario kart rubber banding of fucking yeah where just like at the end like it doesn't matter who won because it was bullshit anyways and everybody's pissed everyone off. well it's like it's like it, it it was too much too quick too soon and then internet pornography changed everything more than people realize about sexuality, and I just think people haven't realized that yet. Yeah. But the the computers changed how we fuck. Yeah. And that's really what this podcast is about. Changing how you fuck. Changing how you, how fuck. you draw fucking. Changing, hey, media majors. Media majors. Changing Change how, you, how fuck. you fuck. Are we done? I think that's it. I think we're done. I don't think we have anywhere to go God after that. Damn. That was that was uh, Media Majors. Thanks for tuning in. Come back. Come back next time. Tom, do you have anything to plug? Um, I always put up a companion piece to these episodes. Just Google the story, my name, and GameInformer.com. It'll be in the blog section. You can find it there. Uh, there's a video I made analyzing Inside called Chaboy Explains Inside. And follow me on Twitter. Follow both of us on Twitter. Uh, our yeah. Twitter links are in the Tumblr. Follow us on Tumblr also. I don't think we say that, but yes. follow us on Tumblr. I do sketches with my friends. We did some and uh, other things. Uh, it's called Boys Night Video. Watch it on YouTube. It's funny stuff. I have funny friends. 
They're really good in it. What else? What else? Oh, I got accepted a play my girlfriend and I are writing. Got accepted into the Bad Theater Fest, which is in November. So congratulations! If, yeah, if you're in the New York City area, come to Bad Theater Fest. You'll see a play called Junk, written by me and uh, my my beloved Paramore. Uh, is it a, is it about trash or penises? It is about or people both? that work at a fast food restaurant. Oh, cool! Um, so that'll be fun. I do another podcast that has a bunch of episodes out and that I will start releasing more of that I'm just being really lazy at because the other co-host does absolutely nothing uh, called Shmanime. It is an anime comedy podcast where uh, my friend Eric, who likes anime, and I, who don't like it at all, uh, watch anime and he tries to review it and I try to stop everything and talk about nonsense uh so if you if you like the parts of the podcast where i try to stop the podcast from happening to do dumb jokes <laughs> you're gonna love that unfiltered shmanime and media majors are my podcasts please listen to them and listen listen to media the other media majors episodes because i really yeah. like doing this one and i plan on doing it for a long ass time and we're only on episode me seven. too yeah i'm super excited for this this is a lot of yes. fun nope that's all for me all right I play I play well, Overwatch under the gamer tag Mr. Mega Millions. If you wanna <laughs> probably fight me or my roommate. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Listen to the other Meeting Majors podcast, and remember, we'll be there for you. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>